You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast today. And as we go into the Word of God, I'm trusting that the Lord will speak to you and help us open our eyes by His Spirit. You know, we want to see Jesus as the Word of God. You know, this is the Christmas season. Uh, this is a time that around the world, the birth of Jesus is being celebrated. We're preparing for that, going towards that. And I just thought it would be nice for us to really have an understanding of who Jesus really is. Okay, it's important for us to know him, to understand. Because one of the things that he said in John, in John chapter 17, let me just read it to you. In John chapter 17, while he was praying, in verse 3, he said, uh, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So there is life in knowing Jesus, knowing God, knowing God. This is how to walk in eternal life. This is how to experience the life of God. By knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. So it's important for us to know, to know and understand who Jesus really is. Okay, yes. So Jesus, we know him, yes, as our Savior. We know him as, as our Lord and so on. But did you know that before, before um, Mary conceived, he existed? Although not as Jesus, he was not called Jesus in eternity past, okay? He was known as the Word of God. So we're going to look at Jesus before he was conceived. Oh, we we'll call him the Word of God. He's the same person, but you know, yeah, he was God the Word, okay? So we have God the Father, we have God. God, the, the Word, okay, who later became God the Son, all right? And then we have God the Holy Spirit, okay? Yeah, so that's the Godhead. That's the, that's the Godhead. And so we want to look at God the Word. God the Word, all right? John chapter 1. Let's, let's start from John chapter 1, verse 1. In John chapter 1, John gives us insight, he gives us insight in verse 1. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All right? Then he says, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So this is speaking about Jesus, the word of God. So before he was conceived, before he was born, in eternity past, he was known as the word of God. That was his name the word and um, 
So it's important for us to understand this. Why? Because he is God. Many people teach, and uh, I don't know if you've come across that, but there are some people and there are some groups, some sects, that teach that Jesus was created. They teach that he was created just like Michael was created. Just like the other archangels. <laughs> they, he was not created. No. He was never created. He has always been. Before the beginning. Okay. Before the beginning he has always been. So. Uh, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. There is one of these sects that their, their rendition of this verse says the word, they say in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was a God. <laughs> no, no. He was not a God. He was God. All right? So, um, it's, 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 it's so important for us to go back to the basics again to establish our foundations in understanding and knowing who we worship why we worship this lamb of god this word of god this jesus the word of god hmm? yeah so the word of god is not just information from god but is a person is a person so Jesus was known as the Word of God. Let's look at Revelation. I want, I want us to see that in Revelation chapter 19. In Revelation chapter 19, we see there that he is called the Word of God. Okay? In Revelation chapter 19, and I read verse 13. In fact, let me read from verse 11. It says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. All right? His eyes were like a flame of fire, and his head, on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. There is an identity that is yet to be revealed about him. Okay? And then verse 13 says, He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Hallelujah. So this is, this is Jesus before before he was conceived. This is Jesus before Mary had the visitation. All right. He was known as the word of God. He was known as the word of God. And so this is the same word that John is talking about. And it's interesting that John gives us quite, quite a lot of insight into, into Jesus both before uh, before he, he, his, his conception, before his incarnation, okay? 
and he gives us also insight about Jesus while he was on earth and then Jesus um, in the in the future what we're going to see what we'll experience John has so much understanding and insight about who Jesus is all right so he is the word of God and it says in verse 3 all things were made through him so God the Father and God the Word and God the Holy Spirit were involved in the beginning in the beginning with creation all right with creation so all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made so can you see that Jesus is more than just a prophet some people teach and some people say that he was just a good he was just a perfect man they say he was just a prophet some people say he was just a great teacher and so on yes he was those things but he was far beyond all of those things okay he was the word of God God the word and if we go into the Old Testament you're gonna see several appearances you will see several places where he appeared okay and uh, in the in, in, in theology there's a word called theophany theophany speaks of the pre a pre-incarnate manifestation of Christ so that's the time those are the times that he appeared to people he appeared to men and 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 spoke to them that was Jesus the word that was Jesus the word appearing to people so we're going to look at some of those examples just to help you in your understanding to broaden your understanding and also help to ground you in this knowledge this life that you have received this is eternal life that they may know you the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent hmm? wonderful yes so so Jesus being the Word of God from eternity past whom the angels worshipped whom um, the whole of creation worships right yes he is the one that has come down he's the one that has that 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 we fondly call the lover of our souls he's the one that we call our Savior he's the one that we call our Lord but it's important for us to see how far from eternity past before time began he was there with the father he was there with the father and with the holy spirit and they have an eternal relationship okay they've always been and oh well where did jesus come from you, you don't need to know because your your mind can't conceive that but just understand that he has always been okay he has always been now I want to show you a few places where 
where he appears in the scriptures, okay? Where he appears in the scriptures, the pre-incarnate Christ, the, 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 the God, the word, when he appears in the Old Testament, all right? Where people experience him. Let's start from the book of Genesis. I want to show us there from Genesis. He first appeared, he appeared to Abraham. He visits Abraham. Now, I believe that he also used to visit Adam in the garden. All right? Um, but we, we want to start with Abraham. Let's look at the life of Abraham. And from the life of Abraham, we see that he was there. He revealed himself. He manifested himself to Abraham. In Genesis chapter 18. In Genesis chapter 18 verse 1 it says, the Lord, Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre. And he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet him and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts and that you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant and they said do as you have said all right so this is the the Lord himself this is God the word this is this is a theophany, all right? This is the pre-incarnate Christ. This is Christ visiting his friend Abraham. And he comes with two others. Remember he says there were three of them, three men. So who are the other two? Those are angels, all right? Those are angels, and you will see that later on. And so they come to sit down and to interact with Abraham. And Abraham goes and he prepares food for them and they eat. So God eats the food of men. How is that? <laughs> How humbling. He humbled himself. So you see that his humility did not just start when he was... Um, in, in, in Jerusalem and, 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 and uh, on earth physically, his humility, he has always been humble from eternity past. He has always been humble, humble enough to come down to Abraham and spend time with him. Okay? And then he now speaks to Abraham in verse 9. He says, where is Sarah your wife? And he said, here in the tent. And he said in verse 10, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. 
Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Then Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. So you see, Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. She had passed menopause. And that is the time that the Lord decides to come and visit. He had promised Abraham 25 years ago about how he was going to bless him and his son. And, you know, he's going to give him a son and so on. And now they've given up on that promise. So sometimes you think that God is late on what he has said to you. He has spoken to you. He has given you a word. And God intentionally delays. Or, you know, delay. It's, I don't know if that's the right word to use. But God does not come at the time you expect. Okay? He does not come at the time you expect. He comes at the time that you have just given up. And you say, okay, fine. It doesn't matter. Whether this thing happens or not, Lord, I'll still remain faithful to you. I'll still continue to serve you. I'll still continue to believe you. And so this was the situation that Abraham and his wife were in. All right. And so the Lord now comes and, and then he says that he's going he's to um, visit him. By this time next year, you're gonna have, your wife is going to conceive. And then he says, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being also old? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. So the Bible says that she said within herself. She laughed within herself. She did not laugh out. Okay. But God heard her heart. He heard her heart. And sometimes we think that because we didn't do something physically, that um, we didn't really do it. But Jesus tells us that God looks at the heart. You can do something wrong right from your heart, even though outwardly everything looks okay. Right? So this is, this is a theophany. This is God the Word. This is the Lord himself. This is Jesus visiting Abraham. Visiting Abraham here, and, uh, and then you find that as you continue to read, you find that, uh, verse, that verse 16 says, Then the men arose from there and looked towards Sodom. Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? All right. So this is the time that now God begins to reveal to him the Lord begins to reveal to him his plans to destroy Sodom. Okay? To destroy Sodom. And you will find out, I don't want to read the rest of it, but you'll find here that, that 
Remember there were three of them. Okay, Three of them that came to Abraham. Sat down, ate with him. And interacted with him. And then. Abraham. Is interceding. Okay, He's talking to the Lord. And he's interceding. For Sodom. But then after some time. The angels. The other two. Who are angels are the ones that were sent to Sodom to now go and, uh, and, and destroy and release the judgment of God over Sodom. But the Lord himself continued with Abraham and then left, returned to heaven while the angels went to Sodom. Okay, so this was, this was a very, very interesting scene, an ex- interesting experience that Abraham had. And this was God the Word revealing himself, interacting with man, came down and spent time with Abraham. Isn't that wonderful? That's Jesus. So it's, 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 it's a powerful, it's so powerful that uh, it, it, it changed many things in the life of Abraham. It altered, altered things change the, his body and even the body of Sarah was changed by this experience, by this visit. And I pray that the Lord will visit somebody even as I speak. That this will be a time, this will be a season of visitation for you. That this will be a season of visitation. That those promises, those things that seem impossible Alright, those things that have now become is like impossible. It's now too late. God, if you had come a few years ago, this would have been possible. But now it is not possible. But I want to read again what he said to Abraham. He says in verse 14, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? This is the word of God speaking. The word that created the universe. The word that brought forth. That brought forth everything that we see. Is speaking. Is speaking. And he said. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And we know the answer. There's nothing. There's nothing. Alright. Yes. Um, Jeremiah says. Our Lord God. Thou hast made the heavens the earth and the heavens by thy great power and he says nothing is too difficult for you yes you're the great and mighty god mighty indeed yes that is the one i'm talking about so the word of god jesus the word when you start seeing him as the word of god you start seeing him as also the the one that has creative abilities you start seeing him as the one that has the power to turn things around he has the power to make the impossible possible that is who he is that is who he is it's not just a baby in the manger no before that time i want you to see that he has already started making impossible things possible and so jesus the word of god is the one that will make the impossible possible 
in your life. Glory to God. Yes. So Jesus, um, Abraham experienced him here. He also experienced him in Genesis 22. Okay. Let's look at that. Genesis 22. He had also another experience where the Lord appeared to him again and spoke to him. Mighty God. Genesis 22. And I just want to read for the sake of time verse 11. From verse 11. This was when he was on Mount Moriah to sacrifice Isaac. He was about to offer him as a burnt offering. He was about to kill Isaac. And then verse 13 says, um, uh, the verse 12, uh, verse 11, sorry, verse 11. Um, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad and do, uh, and do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld uh, behind him a ram caught in the ticket with his horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a bond offering instead of his son. All right. So but I want you to notice there in verse 11, it says, The angel of the Lord, that is a theophany. That's why you see in some versions, the, the word angel, it starts with a, uh, with a uh, italics, you know. It's the capital A. Why? It is a theophany. This is God the Word. This is Jesus. This is Jesus himself that is speaking, that, 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 that is speaking to Abraham from heaven. He speaks from him from heaven. This is Jesus himself. This is the angel of the Lord. So many times when you see the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, it is actually Jesus. It is God the Word. It is the pre-incarnate Christ. Alright? Yeah. So this was another experience that Abraham had and this is where he had the revelation of Jireh, Jehovah Jireh. He got that revelation. The Lord will see to it. The Lord will see to it. The Lord will provide. Glory to God. So from eternity past and even in the Old Testament, Jesus has been active. Many times we have the impression that he only started working. He only became active um, after he was baptized by John the Baptist. No, no. He's been active before, before creation, before the universe was created, before angels were created, before heaven was created. He has been active and he is still active today. All right? Yeah. So we see him active in the life of Abraham. All right? You can also see him active in the life of Jacob. He was the one that wrestled with Jacob. He was the one that wrestled with Jacob. Yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, the, the Lord himself, God, the word, Jesus Christ, 
Oh my goodness. I get excited when I think about when I think about him. Yes. But so imagine this kind of God who humbles himself and he's now relating with you and I. It's incredible. It's incredible. And this is something that the angels can't, you know, they find it hard to comprehend how their maker, how this great, all-powerful, all-knowing, huh? all-knowing, ever-present God will just come down and begin to identify with us the way he did. It's incredible. Yeah. So I want you to love him more. I want you to appreciate him more. Let me look at, let's look at another example in Genesis chapter 28. Genesis 28. Yes. You remember when Jacob, um, when Jacob left, when he fled after he, after he, his brother, when he, he got the blessing in, in place of his brother, and his brother wanted to kill him. He ran away. His mother sent him to go to, to, um, to, her, to her brother. Okay? And on his way, on his way, he has an experience. He has an experience in which he is now sleeping. All right? He finds a stone for a pillow and he's sleeping there. All right? And there he has an experience. I'll read from verse 10. It says, Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. So he took one of the stones of that place and put it, as his, uh, um, and put it at his head and he laid down in the place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on earth and its top reached the heaven and there were angels of God that were ascending and descending on it and behold the Lord stood above it and said I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac the land on which you lie I will give you and your descendants this is the Lord Okay, so here we see another manifestation. This is, this is Jesus the Word. This is the pre-incarnate Christ. This is a theophany, okay? This is a theophany, and he is experiencing this. And he says the Lord is standing at the top of that ladder, right in the heavens, and he's speaking to him from that place, speaking to his spirit. He's speaking to his spirit and he is saying to him, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac. And he says, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. I, I pray that you will hear him speak to you, that he will speak from heaven into your spirit. He will speak into your heart. He will speak about the land which you are that is given to you. Hallelujah. That situation, I don't know what it is, but listen to me. God can speak. Speak into that situation in your life. Mm. Yes. 
And then he goes on and on and on and he's still talking. But you see here that this was Jesus again manifesting himself. Manifesting himself. And Jacob has this encounter with the Lord. And this, this is where he made the vow. He says, I, this is the house of God. I didn't know and I did not know it. Called the name of the place Bethel. And we know that that's the same place where Abraham had erected an altar to the Lord in the days that he was still alive. Same place. Hmm? Yeah. So Jesus, the Word of God, is active today. He's active today. He has been in the past and he is today and he will be tomorrow. He is the one that was and is and is to come. That is him. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. So do you want to see more? What about, I'm looking at the time. Maybe I should, um, let's look at Moses. Okay. Let's look at Moses. Moses also experienced him. Yeah. Moses had his own experience. And he encountered him. In Exodus, in Exodus chapter 3, oh my, I remember, if you remember the time that Jesus was speaking to, um, to the Pharisees and he says, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. And those guys wanted to stone him because he said, before Abraham was, I am. And he said, Abraham rejoiced when he saw my day. What was he talking about? He was talking about the, that experience, that time on Mount Moriah where Abraham saw him and he saw the, the ram that was caught in the ticket. That time, that, from that time, Abraham was able to see that God was going to offer his son as well. And he rejoiced when he saw that. So here we see um, Moses. He is here in let's, chapter 3. And I want to read um, verse, verse, verse 2. He says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him in, in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Mm. Then Moses says, I will go turn aside now and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. So the, when the Lord saw that he had turned aside, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he says, here I am. And he says, do not draw near to this place, take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. And, uh, and then he says, moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So this is, it was this experience that, that he reveals himself to Moses as I am that I am. Okay, when you read further down, if you read further down, he says, who will, I, who will I say 
to, who will I tell the Israelites that, uh, what is your name? He says, I am that I am. And that's exactly what Jesus said to the Pharisees before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> I am. That is Jesus, the word of God. God, the word. That is God, the word. All right. Yes. I am that I am. That is powerful. So there is no comparison. You can't compare Jesus to any other God. Right. Sometimes some people say, well, you know, Jesus, um, I remember years ago, my mom, she was in a cab in, 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 in London and she was trying to preach to this taxi driver. You know, he was trying to preach to him and he was a Jewish guy. And the guy said, oh, this Jesus, Jesus was just a troublemaker. He came and caused a lot of confusion. No, he's not a troublemaker. This is God that humbled himself and, 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 and compressed himself into a human body. <laughs> yes, and he came to save us. He came to save us. All right? So, it's God the word. Yeah, but if you're going to speak to a Jew about Jesus, maybe you just dwell on the Old Testament scriptures. Dwell on the Old Testament scriptures. Don't use New Testament because they, 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 they won't appreciate that. But when you start talking about this kind of scriptures, oh my God, then you get their attention. I have a few Jewish friends, most of the time when we interact, I use Old Testament scriptures to interact. I use Old Testament scriptures to bring um, the reality of the gospel to them from the Old Testament. You see, so they can relate with that. They appreciate that. Why? Because they understand the Torah. They believe it. They, 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 and, and you can just quote it because they have the same Bible. They have the same Bible. And if you read it for, for, to, to, to them from there, they now see, oh, wow. Okay, yes, you know, yes. So God, God the Word, Jesus, the Word of God, the pre-incarnate Christ. That is who we're talking about. Yes. It all started from eternity past. It did not start in Nazareth. No, it did not start in um, um, Bethlehem. No, no. It didn't start from there. It started from eternity past. Yes. Before time began. That's where it started. Hallelujah. Although he has no beginning. He says, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Yes. Mighty God, we appreciate you, Lord. He also appeared. Let me give you another example. Who did he appear to? Um, he appeared to Joshua. Remember? Joshua, Moses' assistant, when, when Joshua took over from Moses. Hmm? Yes. Look at, let's, let's look at the book of Joshua chapter 5 and um, we're, just trying to, we're just trying to establish by scripture the preeminence of Christ is the word of God himself. My Lord, thank you, thank you. Joshua chapter 5. Now remember these guys, they've, they've, they've crossed the Jordan River and now they are about to go into Jericho to, to go and fight, to conquer Jericho, right? 
And then verse 13 of Joshua chapter 5. He says, Now it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Now you see here that Joshua falls down and he worships. And this commander of the Lord's army does not stop him from worshipping him. And that's to tell you that this was God, the word. This was God himself as commander of the Lord's army. Because in Revelation and in other places, where whenever you see an angel, if you try to worship the angel, the angel will stop you. Unless it's a fallen angel. Okay? Yeah. But every angel of God knows, they know that they don't deserve worship. Worship belongs only to God. So Joshua falls down and he worships and says, What does my Lord say to his servant? What do you have to say to me? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot. For the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Isn't that similar to what he said to Moses at the burning bush? Yes. So he is here and Joshua encounters the Lord here. You know, And this was the experience that ushered him into unprecedented victories all over the land of Canaan. Yes. And Jericho was brought down. Remember Jericho was fortified. This was a place that was tightly secured. Alright. Every um, they, 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 they've put in so much alright. Using their engineering um, um, expertise to build this wall that cannot be penetrated. And God, the Lord, the Word, the pre-incarnate Christ had to come to Joshua because Joshua, he knew Joshua needed this experience. He needed this encounter in order to face uh, Jericho. Alright. So, when you, when, 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 now when you go to chapter 6, then you see the drama begins to unfold as to how they took over Jericho, how they conquered Jericho. But it began with this experience. It began with this encounter where they met the Lord. He met the Lord, the commander of the Lord's army. So the Lord now manifests himself. He re reveals himself as a commander of, of, of the army of the Lord. But it was a theophany. It was the Lord himself. It was the pre-incarnate Christ. And he did not have any problems receiving worship from Joshua. So this was not just an ordinary angel. This was the Lord himself. Okay. 
Yeah. So there, there are several experiences like that that people had. The, the saints of old, the Old Testament saints had with the Lord. With the Lord. Yes. So Joshua had that. What about a man like Gideon? Gideon also had his own experience. Yes. Gideon had his own experience where he met the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> The, the word of God, the pre-incarnate Christ, I may put it to be theologically accurate. I will not call him Jesus Christ, but I call him the pre-incarnate Christ. Okay, yes. So, Josh, um, um, Gideon, yeah. Gideon also had a similar, he had his own experience in, uh, in Judges chapter 6. Yeah. In Judges chapter 6. And uh, uh, verse 11 says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to George the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. I want you to notice the word there, angel. There's also a capital letter there. And that is a theophany. That is the pre-incarnate Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. The angel of the Lord. He was the one that visited Gideon. He was the one. He says, uh, verse 12, The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. You see how the Lord speaks. The Lord does not humiliate people. Okay, he comes and he can see that this guy is hiding, this guy is fearful, but then he calls him, he speaks and addresses him according to his destiny. He addresses his potential when God speaks to you because he is the one that made us. Okay, he's the one that made us. Mm, my goodness. So he knows what he has put in you and I. He knows what he has put in you and I. So he knew that this is a mighty man, although the guy is hiding. And Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And what he doesn't understand, what he doesn't realize is that the Lord, the Lord allowed the enemy to, to harass them because of their disobedience. Because they, they had this cycle of, of, of going, going astray from the Lord. Then the Lord allows the enemy to, to, um, to discipline them or to invade them. And then they cry to God, then God raises a deliverer, and, and that cycle continued throughout Judges. So, this was a time God was now about to bring about a great deliverance for his people. And he did that. He came by himself to meet, um, to meet Gideon. He does not send any messenger he comes himself there are times that god will send an angel to you and to give you messages but then there are times that he will want to come himself all right yes and this particular experience 
was a necessary one for Gideon. And so, and uh, yeah, and there are several other several other instances like that in the scriptures. Time is up, and uh, I'll tell you, it's 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 interesting when you go into a scripture and start looking and you see, wow, okay, this is it. This is the this is the Lord. This is the Lord. Yes, okay, yeah. This is a theophany. Yes, you remember you remember um, the three Hebrew children right there in the midst of the fire. Who was, the, who was the fourth man in the fire with them? He was the one. Yeah. He was right there with them. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar even said, Oh, this, who, didn't we put three people into the fire? I see there's a fourth man there. He looks like the Son of God. Hallelujah. Yes. So even if you are in the midst of the fire, I'm telling you, he will be there with you. He'll be there with you. He'll never leave nor forsake you. Never, never. Sometimes we get confused. We think that because we're facing situations, it means that God has turned his back. No, no. God might just be there watching. <laughs> watching and is, is, is watching to see how you will handle the situation. Watching to see how you're going to you know, apply what you know already. He's watching to see. Yes, so um, I just want you to know that, you know, as you worship the Lord, as you worship the Lord, see him not just as that baby in the manger, but see him as the maker of heaven and earth. The maker of heaven and earth. All right. In closing, I just want to read one scripture in the book of Colossians. All right. Colossians chapter 1. Uh, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 17. Uh, Paul gives us, he gives us, he tells us something crucial here about uh, the Lord himself, uh, uh, the Lord Jesus. All right. Everything was made. Everything was made by him. All right. Yes. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17. I said, he says, and he is before all things and in him all things consist. Okay? In Him, all things consist. Everything has its origin in Him. Everything. All things. Alright? Yes. So I want you to know, yes, you came from Him. And at the end of your life, you will go back to Him. <laughs> Incredible. Yes. So that is Jesus, the Word of God. Why don't we just take a moment? You know, even as you read your Bible, don't just read your Bible for information. Read your Bible to see, to see Him. See Him in the Bible. See Him in the Word of God. Because He is the living Word. He's the living Word. All right. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. I ask that you continue to teach us more. Continue to reveal to us. Yes, by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals Jesus to us. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would reveal Jesus. Reveal Jesus to my brother, my sister. Reveal Jesus to our generation. Reveal Jesus to our families. Reveal Jesus even to your body, to your church. 
even at this time as people prepare for festivities, let there be a revelation of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. I give you praise and I give you glory. Amen. Yes. So if you're watching this and you've not given your life to Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Okay? Yes. You surrender to him. You invite him into your heart. And say, Jesus, come into my heart. I want you to, 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 to save me from my sins. All right? Just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I thank you for coming and for laying your life down for me. I believe and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Come into my heart. Save me. Make me a brand new person. I receive you by faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Lord, I pray. I pray for my brother, my sister. who will just pray this prayer. I ask, oh God, that you would cause your kingdom to come upon them. As for the new creation, the reality of the new creation, dawn upon them. I declare their sins forgiven according to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Now before we go, you want to give your offering or you've given? I want to pray for you as you give. All right? Yeah. Father, I pray for your people. Let, let as they give, as they, as they give, they've given, those who have given and those who are giving and those who will give, I ask, oh Father, that there would be a release over their lives. Your blessing, oh God, increase on every side. I ask for financial wisdom. I ask for wealth-creating opportunities. I ask for witty ideas and inventions. Hallelujah. I speak promotions. I speak open doors. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, let the devourer be rebuked over their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Please share this. Share this with your friends, your family, share it on your status, share it on your page, and uh, God bless you. We're here again, same time. Next week, we're going to continue. And look, I want to show you some other aspect of Jesus. Okay, very exciting aspect next week. So, come on. Bless you real good. Thank you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.